Welcome, everybody. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Real Poetry. And I'm here with my co host, Marvin and Auntie Vice. What up? All right, everyone. Today, we are going to go over the movie that even, even Auntie Vice cringed for the 2018 film. The Kindergarten Teacher. So you cringe too. Huh? Auntie Vice cringe too. I find that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Good to know I wasn't. Maggie Gyllenhaal. uh, uh, Parker um, Savick. That is the kid. Uh, AJ AJ, um, Nadu. AJ Nadu was actually the Indian guy who played in the office. So that's Raj. He was, he was the... Oh, yes. right. Yes. right. He played the father in the movie. I thought he looked familiar. I thought so, he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This, so, this movie start, it started in 2008. It was in 2018. It came out. Um, let's see. The movie itself gross. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Crap. It was an indie film. So, it's, it's from Maven Pictures. Yeah, I'll find. I'll get the number. It didn't come Whatever up. Whatever it is, it's too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, it basically was a world premiere on Sundance Film, but yeah, Film Festival. But yeah, okay. Why was it too much? The, uh, where do we film? So hold, where let, do we let, begin? Let me give the let me give the 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 premise or the the topic of this. <laughs> so this film itself is about. Uh, here we go. The plot of this film. The plot of this film is about Lisa Spinelli, which is played by Megan Gyllenhaal, a kindergarten teacher from Staten Island, is struggling to feel, struggling with feelings of dissatisfaction with her life. She is in a loving yet passionless marriage with her husband Grant, and her teenage ch- her teenage children, um, Josh and um, Lenny, and are distant from with her. She attends a poetry class every week. But her poetry is dismissive with um with derivatives as, as derivatives. One of the one of Lisa's students, Jimmy, in kindergarten, is routinely picked up late from school by his by his babysitter. But one day, Lisa overhears Jimmy recite a poem he wrote while he was waiting to be picked up. Technically, he was reciting it in his he was just reciting it. Um, Lisa. Let's see. One, uh, Lisa reads the poem at her poetry class, where her te- where her her classmates and Simon, her teacher, are stuck by its by it and compliment Lisa at, on her talent. Lisa decides that Jimmy's a prodigy and begins to dedicate her life to nurturing his talent. Go. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Creepy. It's, yeah. <laughs> Fucking creepy. <laughs> I think anytime it involves okay, so here's the thing with me, for me. It's just like oh, I feel like anytime it it, it in, I get where her character is coming from, but it involved involved a child, and when it you kind of draw that distinction between obsession with a child or just obsession with an adult, it's pretty clear. And with how she kept making some terrible de- choices and taking advantage of it. Like, even if it wasn't sexual or anything like that, just like that clear obsession she had in taking advantage of that child just felt really icky, you know? Like, even, like, the movie even, like, got a little self-aware there with uh, the teacher, her, her continuing education class teacher, Simon, where he's going, so are you just, like, leeching off the child's talent now? I was more disturbed in the fact that they basically had sex. She had sex with her teacher. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? If this wasn't called, like, if I, if I didn't go into this movie knowing what I knew at this point, or like what it was called, at the beginning of the movie where she's just staring at the teacher, like Simon, and Simon just being that cliche, free spirited college teacher that he was mm-hmm. with the oh so messy bare hair yes. and semi good fashion style that looks like he didn't try that hard, but he definitely right. tried that hard. I would have totally thought she had a crush on him, like, plot-wise. Mm. 
you, it's like you said in the full summary. She had a loving yet passionless marriage. She clearly is not feeling fulfilled by anything. I could have easily mistaken this movie for her falling for Simon and trying to explore some kind of wild new lifestyle. I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. What about your auntie Vice? I found the fact that it was so exploitive of the kid and just this portrayal of this very you know, kind of disturbed woman. If it wasn't for having to review it for this, I would have walked out after 10 minutes and turned it off. I thought it was gross and icky. And it brought back, I don't know if you've ever seen The King of the Hill, where it's mm-hmm. Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal arguing with their parents which one is um, more of a, a turnoff in a film <laughs> and which one of them is is worse for a film. I'm like, it, I'm like, yeah, that's it. She just won that one because this is awful. This is absolutely you know, awful. I actually think Maggie is a great actress. This, I like this her was a lot not of a, other stuff. Yeah, I thought she was I fantastic in The Secretary, but yeah, this was gross. Yeah. Almost believable. Yeah, and that's a very, very boring character. Well, yeah, I mean, her character is really boring. Her character was very boring. I mean, there's, there's no. I mean, you're not. The whole point of the movie is not trying to give her depth. It's just trying to explore this idea of her character being that infatuated with this child's ability. Which, by the way, can I also say for a child to be this literate and use that many words in this string? At five is insane for me. Yeah, yeah. So I've known enough five-year-olds; they don't do that. So no, one, they don't. So the one, the one poem that started Anna, the poem goes: Anna, get up. Remember, loneliness is still time spent with the world. Here, the room with everyone in it, your dead friends passing from you. Like wind through a wind chime. Don't be afraid, Anna. The end of the road is far ahead. It is already behind us. I think that was the last poem. That was the mm-hmm. last one. But, so, but uh, I'm the head and mountain in it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. But the bull poem, the bull stood alone in the backyard, so dark. I opened the door and stepped out. Wind in the branches, he watched me. Blue eyes, he kept breathing to stay alive. I didn't want him. I, I was just a boy. Say yes. Say yes anyway. You know what the funny thing is about literally everything Jimmy wrote literally went with the plot because mm-hmm. everything, like the first one about how the sunlight was like God hitting her. Yes. Him or whatever, literally that whatever he said immediately hit her, like like shining above her head, giving her this epiphany with him. The bowl clearly was a metaphor for her, anyways. At this point, where it just stood in front of him, and all he could do as a five year old who could not essentially defend mm-hmm. himself or protect himself or had the faculty to say no, he had no choice but to say yes. Like a lot of, yeah, I feel like everything else that he essentially used as a narration device or wrote Mm. as a plot device was essentially just driving in home more of what she was doing or foreshadowing what she was going to do. True. So the actual poet of these poems is a guy, is a Vietnamese poet named Ocean Von. um, V-O-U-N-G. He's a thirty. He's a thirty-two-year-old um, award-winning poet. So it's is interesting. He's a Vietnamese American. Uh, he he's a, he lives in Brooklyn, and um, he's he's a book award winner, and he's been nominated for Good Read Choice and uh, for his poetry and also his fiction. So yeah, he's he wrote some of the several of these poems are from him. So no, the poetry is quite quite strong. Um, yeah, there's really some... not from a kid. There are no superhero references. There's no, no, the, no, the concepts and the way it's put together is way too adult. Like, I have had five year olds in my life. You have a five year old. Yes. They don't talk like this. 
Yeah, but, there was something very profound about the way yeah. those words were strung together. There's just if you're to tell me some five year old said, Anna, 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 you are still beautiful enough to me, hmm. the sunlight hits her like an act or like God or something like that. And it's like, no, that's no. It doesn't even if it doesn't seem coherent or it makes sense, there's something about it that's still profound enough or strung along together enough for me to feel like no and some adult wrote this well and even though the words are simple words they capture something much deeper and exactly together yeah. in a way that, that that does that kids don't do that like no i mean even if i can't personally relate to them all everything that at least was presented in the movie through the lens of a five-year-old was all very cathartic mm-hmm. but no but the fact that she but that's if you actually notice that actually is the premise of the of the movie is technically all the all the adults could never take this kid seriously as a prodigy only she did and it technically got her you know built her arrest but it basically she's basically trying to groom him to to show his um his talent and make it you know make it known to the world that he this this a five year old can have these kind of thoughts. But everyone else looked at him just like he's a kid. He should do kid things. He should play baseball. He should, you know, even his dad, even though she tried to explain to his dad, he's like, I don't want my kid to be like my, my, my 40 year old brother, who's basically an editor at a newspaper and only getting so, only getting so much money a, a year, you know, based like, I think it was like saying like 40,000 or something like the year. And he didn't want him to even spruce on that. So no, and that's practical. I, I feel like no, every I felt like every adult in this but her were practical adults. I get where his dad was coming from. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's super shitty. My parents were like that in the same regard, where they didn't support anything that I liked that was in a, a creative nature. It wasn't only until I became an adult and try to do things on my own after they realized I can take care of myself just fine that they shut up about their own desires that I should follow through with. I get Ever, even his brother reacted in what I would feel like it was a pretty good way because she was clearly stepping over a lot of bounds. I understand mm-hmm. when an adult feels a very specific need to nurture a child. She just went about it wrong. I'm, I feel like even Simon, her teacher, her yes. professor, quote unquote, would have probably taken it a lot better had she not plagiarized. The kids. Yes. Work. He probably would have like if she just like I just want to bring a child here too. Mm-hmm. Like all other contexts aside, but and just to his. If I feel like if he, she just brought Jimmy there, let Jimmy do his thing, he would have like that's so amazing. I feel like that literally mm-hmm. would have been the thing. So, so the poem you're you're talking about was um, Anna is beautiful, beautiful enough for me. The sun hits her yellow house. It's almost like a sign from God. Yeah. That's the poem. But yeah. So, so in the tense of the, her obsession and also her displeasure, her dissatisfaction of life, basically she, she, even though she's a, um, she's a, a budding, uh, kindergarten teacher and, she really, and she's trying to take this poetry class. She's not really, she doesn't really see anything in her, in her life as I'm going to move up. Cause even like when, like even when her um, teacher was saying your poems don't have really any, any, they're not, there's nothing in them that makes, you know, all her, all her class was basically pointed out or her, her poems herself. They ain't that good because they don't seem like they have any personality. Oh yeah, they're derivative. They said that it was cliche and derivative, which is just essentially saying that she's an imitation writer, which literally was what she did throughout the whole movie. Well, and we've all sat in a poetry seminar with people like that. Like, oh yeah, we know they're trying to find their passion, and they're they're all they can do is imitate somebody else, and they're sad and you know depressed and whatever else. And I mean, we all know these people. Um, and then they gave her on top of that complete lack of boundary and just exploitive and, and you feel dirty at the end of the movie. 
You know, the funny thing, too, was like in the classes, whenever she did anything that was just so wildly inappropriate, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. imagine it through, uh, what's her aide's name, Megan? Yeah, yeah. Megan. Megan, imagine what have gone through her mind, like if you were thinking about it, because like, they've made it very obvious in the mo- each scene whenever she did something like that. Megan took notice of it, like when she grabbed Jimmy's fucking cell phone. Or, Mm-hmm. Bag. Megan noticed when she stuck Jimmy into the fucking bathroom. bathroom? Yeah. She, oh my god, that was the worst. That was the worst scene. It was the, like, like, and even when she's like, "I'm just taking Jimmy outside so we can have a talk," and it's like, "What are you gonna do with the child outside when everybody's having a nap time?" Right. And not, if I was Megan, in my head, like, dude, she's fucking doodling that child. I need to call CPS right now. <laughs> yeah, that's where you go to the principal and we're like, we need an intervention. We yeah, need exactly. out of the class. You know, fucking she needs some her, therapy. Yeah, like, straight up. Like, that's literally, like, in yeah. my head, that's all I could think of. I was like, dude, poor Megan. She's just being put in so many bad situations. And she's mm-hmm. not doing a single smart adult thing by reporting no. this. She, her true. next film will be a horror film with her level of decision making. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I I think what what caught my attention mostly was the fact that yeah, like you said, the the little wake up na- on you know the unprecedented. She take him to the bathroom or took him to the the um the auditorium, and base was just talking to him like you know, don't you want to be better at this? So it's it seems some creepy vibes of trying like mm-hmm. don't you? It's like. It's the way a pedophile grooms their kids. Like you earn exactly, them, trust, no, I completely you get, agree. You separate them, you get straight up pedophilia. It's it's it was just straight gross up. No, I agree. Watch. I agree. No, no, like I, I'm. If this were like a real life situation, mm-hmm. I'm convinced if Jimmy was like at least thirteen, oh, she would have fucking did something to him. Sexually. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, her behavior was completely inappropriate. She needs to be barred from teaching. Period. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree to do like a, like some heavy therapy, heavy yeah. therapy, because she just projected the fuck. Oh yeah, on everybody. Yeah. She just projected some serious, serious resentment and trauma to like her teenage daughter. Right. Oh yeah, and, like I love it, dude. Like, it's like I'm, I wouldn't expect any less from a seventeen-year-old to say something like that to her mother when her mother just did something extremely shitty she was like what did she say oh look how hard you worked and where's that gotten you or something like that yeah. like, okay that makes sense you're 17 mm-hmm. your filter is not there but then you have a mother who is just like berating her for having her own interest in that that are not her saying like dude dude i mean they, they did that's one good point you just pulled out her so with her daughter she wanted her daughter to you know go back to playing taking pictures you know basically get off her phone and you know kind of live a little but with her son she wanted her son to go to college but he wanted to go to the marines and was and was really for saying that i'm going to go to the military and that's what i want to do i don't want to go the way your route i want to go my route so it just and even her husband i actually thought they were going to get divorced i ain't gonna lie there's there was so many points where it was like he was just hey and she was just like totally tuned out one part that totally tuned me out was when they were getting very affectionate and they went to the couch and he and she you know took her shirt off and he was getting ready to go for it. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then the phone rang and she ran to the phone to get Jimmy's message. And he just standing over there just, just like, really? I'm here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pants <Yeah>. down. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh. And he you walked the, away. I was like, "Ouch!" <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? You know, like I feel like they would have like it's just this very nice nuclear family. If you think about it, like they're both seemingly successful. You don't find out what her husband does like way until late, like late into the end of the near the end of the film, where he, it turns out he's a, some business corporation thing because right. she said, "Oh, good luck with your meeting or something today." Mm-hmm. Her son seems pretty smart i mean again i don't i agree with her i don't agree with any kind of armed forces or whatever but it seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulder i'm not going to fault someone for wanting to make something of themselves and again her daughter has still has it sounds like she still has an interest in photography it's just not the same medium that she likes so like she even said it herself 
I just don't like the red rooms. And I'm sorry, if this was made in 2018, what fucking camera still uses film? There, like even DSLRs are digital and shit like that at this point. To actually have a red room, while cool as it may be, is so impractical. Oh, like you see pointed out, she really just wanted her family to. She wants that old, old, genuine. Let's get together, have dinner type of thing, and let's be let's let's just be creative because remember she heard she found her daughter her, she found her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend because you know in the back mm-hmm. her friends were always talking about look what he said look what it and she was getting tired of it and she found that at that little party they had that the daughter was getting ready to smoke weed with her boyfriend and then he and then almost basically a little chastised and then mm-hmm. her daughter's like well didn't you do this when you were young and he's like all right you know whatever here do you i don't care just do you you're going to be like that even though she left after the daughter chastised her, she left, went under the, went under, uh, I think the little stone and pulled out her cigarettes and then walked. That's right. <laughs> walked that was... the front stoop, sat there and yeah. called Jimmy up and smoking cigarettes. Jimmy, what you doing? Why'd you call me? <laughs> you Dude. creepy fucking lady. So much about this was so cringe. So, and I don't get it. I wanted really hard to like this because like it was a Sundance film movie oh. and apparently had some good reviews. Yes. In what world did people think this was a good idea? What the fuck? I mean, even even Auntie Vice looked at me and just wondered, why'd you pick this movie? It's on the list. <laughs> yeah, that's saying something. That's saying something. If it's Auntie Vice is feeling uncomfortable with the movie, that's right. saying something. <laughs> I said, it's on the list. I can't say anything. It's on the list. They put it there. I mean, you chose the list. I chose the list, but I didn't know. I blame never this all it. on Sharon. I, oh, I blame it all on Sharon too. That's wow. two hours. <laughs> okay. I, that was two hours of my life I would never get back. I was more of a human being than I was. And I can't until I watch this movie. I can't wash it out of my brain. Oh, oh yeah, no. There's something really poignant about this movie. Like, and even though I have no issue with infidelity or an affair, like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's bad, but. What you do, as long as it's consensual, I'm perfectly fine with. Like okay. your bad decision is your bad decision, but, <laughs> but don't but do it, it with just, a fucking kid. Well, it, yes, it's it's that. But then it's also when she had sex with Simon. It was just oh my god, all those bad decisions adding up to this new bad decision to the, the to the grand sum of her bad decision resulting into what's likely going to be a prison sentence. Now it's just like man, this was just like a huge train wreck. It was just watching a train wreck. So, like, Tiger King was less of a train wreck. <laughs> Dude, that was entertaining train wrecks. Exactly. Like, Exa- if I'm going to watch a train, was- this, was, this was a dark, <laughs> fucked up train wreck. Yeah, th- this is the kind of thing, um, if I ever had a kid, that kid's never going back to that fucking kindergarten school ever again. I want her with an ankle bracelet and home arrest. That's all like, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. yeah. So, so, what about... So let's let's get to the part about when the, um, Jimmy actually had his first um, poetry debut uh, at that club. Now, what do you think about? I mean, he did he did Bull and he also did Anna. He did both those poems, and then the question that came up. One question she said, you know, one of the guys asked, "Who is Anna?" And his point, his question, his answer was, "Anna is anybody you love, but Anna to me." Is Megan basically the teacher's aide, mm-hmm. and then she walked off the stage and went into the bathroom and cried. And he's like, "Why are you crying? What do you think about so that?" So many bad decisions. So many bad decisions. You, again, you fucking left the child outside of fuck, the fucking bathroom in a nightclub. And that's a bad decision. Don't leave a kid alone with a bunch of poets. Like, Why? <laughs> we we drink too much. Like, yeah, it looks, you have of, to say of, that we do anything bad, but we're yeah, no, like but, Auntie Vice said. We between drink. the amount of the amount of drinking and weed, like no, <laughs> we're not prepared to take care of a child at that point. No, not at all. And it's like a, even if it's like a poet thing, like not a poet thing, it's like, dude, who the fuck leaves a five year old away like on their own, right? In a like outside of a public restroom, that's that's just asking to get kidnapped. I mm. I when I would take care of my nephew when he was five, I wouldn't let him go into the restroom alone. Right. Let alone yeah. leave him outside or, while I yeah, went exactly. in. If, yeah, no, my dad, my parents were the same way. It was like, well, hey, you're going to track your kid. Yeah. yeah. There are freaks out there like Maggie Gyllenhaal in this film <laughs> that you don't want them fucking running into. <laughs> All right. Devil's advocate aside. Okay. 
Did you see that his talent was being overlooked and she was the only one that actually saw, even though his babysitter would basically, you know, as she pointed out, talk baby to him. Uh, His dad wouldn't really, wasn't really around. Uh, His uncle would come over just to read books. And he always had these little tangents where he would pace around before he says his poem and then says his poem. It's almost like, it's almost like he had a flair or like a person with a, mm-hmm. like a person who's, you know, have a, like an epileptic seizure, yeah, or a seizure or something. Yeah. And basically he said it and got out of his head and then sat back down. Like, ah. did you, did you think of this? Even, even though she saw it as, Oh my gosh, this guy, this kid's a, uh, he has a gift and she kept on trying to tell people this, but nobody really cared about it. Do you think her actions could have been done better. No, he's five. Literally, yeah. he's five. Like my problem isn't you nur- like a teacher nurturing a child. Okay. My, pr- my problem is this teacher is being extremely inappropriate, and she goes through great lengths to try to convince a five-year-old, an easily moldable child, mm-hmm. into doing something when he's. I'm, let alone a teenager is never going to figure themselves out fully. I'm not going to expect a five-year-old, a no, run-in-the-mill five-year-old to be completely like, oh, yeah, this is my thing now. No. Like, I am for his fa- father, huh? he seemed like a reasonable adult. When they mm-hmm. said he owned a nightclub, I immediately in my head thought scuzzy owner <laughs> who only wanted women because he, he hired right. his one of his bartenders right. to look after the kid. Turns out he's a pretty reasonable person. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, my parents are in no way different from him. They're not bad people about from it. And nor would I expect anybody who was going, well, I want what's practical for my child so that they can succeed and survive and thrive mm-hmm. as, as soon as I'm gone. That's a pretty reasonable expectation for an adult. He has a soccer thing figured out with another parent the right. moment he finds out that Becca, the babysitter, is picking up Jimmy Lee, he immediately goes on a very proactive method of going, well, now I've got to find something new. It's going to be a little hard for me, but I'll figure it out. Right. He's, he's actually parenting really well from just like the four minutes of on-screen time, in my opinion. And to say that Jimmy wouldn't like what he just did throughout the film, the poetry or whatever it was, it's like, you don't know that he's five. Right. His interest may be changing. Like that's why his dad had him in soccer. And all, like why any parent who has the resources to do so gives their toddler child all these things to try out for the first time, because you never know. Well, and with the way the poems are coming to the kid, I'm like, somebody needs to sit down and talk to him and figure out what's coming on. Like they're like we said, they're almost like a fit. Like, yeah. what's going yeah. on? Like, is there something off here? Like, there's there's clearly something not quite normal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, why would you encourage that without understanding the deeper root of it? Mm-hmm. No, no, I completely agree with that. But so, so hold on, the, the, now I got a I got a question on that. Would it be different if he basically? Had those same fits, but he did it in painting, and his no, paintings were kind of off kiltered and stuff. I mean, it would be. I'd want to know why is it such an emotional lead up to this? He's five. Like, what the fuck has triggered that? Yeah, yeah, no, and I agree with that. I also, right. again, like I put back to where I pointed. It's like there's nothing wrong whether an adult wanted to nurture him or not. Mm-hmm. But my own preference would have been. One, as the kindergarten teacher, you've overstepped a lot of bounds. I don't even know. I have personal friends who are teachers, too, who want to take a bigger responsibility for some children who are getting abused, apparently. But they can't do anything because it's literally outside of their own bounds of professionalism and everything. Like They they just can't do. So for you to do something that positive is already extremely inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. You did what you you did your due diligence. You told her uncle father or his his uncle and his father mm-hmm. and they've made their decision he's right five. he can't make any logical good reason on his own when he requires someone to feed him right and house him and protect him and all that jazz but you get what i'm saying right. you guys know what i'm saying so on the siskel and ebert um listing 
Cisco and Ebert gave it, or, or the Ebert, Roger Ebert gave it three stars. He basically pointed out about the obsession and everything. Uh, see what it uh, pointed out about. He says, impossibly adorables, um, Jimmy's poems, fact of any good, you should be the judge, securely inspiring some of the debate. If you're uncertain, let me let me assure you that what what matters more here is the future potential and, it's a, and the superiority to Lisa's work. Impressively enough to get her attention and even awaken dark, explosive impulses in her. So Lisa, so Lisa listens to the worst of her intentions, steal Jimmy's poems one by one, and becomes the toast of her evening class finally gets the attention that she long deserves. Did you see that kind of being, she kind of looked at it as this kid's, this kid's going to bring out the worst in me. No, she looked at him as a meal ticket. Like this is, I can finally get the attention I want and the feedback I want. It's completely exploitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with Monty guys. It feels want, like she said, a meal ticket. Mm-hmm. She was leeching off of him, just like Simon said in the film. Two, she was clearly projecting on him and trying to use him as an extension of herself because he's getting all this praise mm-hmm. that she so clearly yearns for. And she sees this potential in him that to becoming what she would have been, or could have been, or wanted to be. Yeah, I can see that. I do love how it ended. Because I can see either his father or someone else told him, if this happens, this is what you do. Or he basically got self-conscious and basically took it in his own hands. After he took a shower, she went to take a shower, he locked the door and was going to call the police. Pretty self-aware kid. I will also say, what kind of motel room has an outside lock but not an inside lock? Exactly. I thought the that, same that, way. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? They put the thing on backwards? Thought the same way. Not that I'm going to care. Like, not that I'm going to give a Senate against that film motel room. I mean, that was great. So it gave the kid an out. But at the same time. No, that what? was like. That's one of those little details in a film that will always bug me and completely take me out of it. It's like oh, finding totally. parking. Like with the, in Equalizer 2, when he finds parking in Georgetown on a school oh, day, great. I was like, bullshit. Like the lock on the outside of the door, bullshit. Ant-Man, there's parking down on the goddamn wharf in San Francisco. When the yeah. fuck does that happen? Right? When has it ever been that empty? When has it ever, ever. had like maybe a small handful of people at the wharf? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's those details that it's like, nah, this is total bullshit. Like, I, I'm, I'm not buying it at all. Yeah. No, but again, like, what, kind of, what, what the fuck kind of backwards-ass motel is this? Oh, yeah, right. I'm just going to bring my hooker here, lock her in the bathroom, and then I'm just going to have this nice twin bed to myself as a pimp. Yeah, no, it's fuck? just creepy, yeah. Yeah, like, that's what that hotel gave, gave me, like, those are the vibes that hotel get room gave off to me the moment I found out it could walk on the outside. It's like, what the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> but it, 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 as it did point out, he, he knew, he, he was aware, he called, she knew that the jig was up, she told him to call 911. <laughs> She, she she first went to a monologue and explained to him they're never gonna they're never gonna um what she point out they're never gonna um nurture nurture you to your highest potential. Yeah. She gave so, a monologue about that, and then she just she knew the jig was up when the kids was trying to call somebody that you know mm-hmm. I'm being kidnapped. So she said she's went along, tell mm-hmm. them nine one one. I don't have a weapon. Yeah, I don't have. Well, I don't have a weapon. Tell him where I'm at. And she's just like, I I get it. I get it. I I stop. But it's even more funny at the end of the movie. What did he say? I have a poem. poem, And no one listened to him. And I get that. I get that. No, there's maybe he, like, if this were theoretically a real life scenario, maybe he would have continue on this path but it's also i feel like it's also legitimate to say he probably is completely traumatized now too mm-hmm. he whatever happiness or solace he found in it at first is now completely tainted, t- 
tainted by the fact that he literally got kidnapped. Maybe he may not have noticed how bad it was until his dad later tells him later on, like years later, he's like, no, that fucking woman took you to a place that I didn't want you to be instead of Mm -hmm. soccer practice. Makes sense. But no, I feel like that's a pretty traumatizing situation as a five-year-old to be taken away from all that, you know, then be in a hotel room and then put in a cop car. Which, by the way, again, this is the the most self-aware kid and least self-aware kid I've ever seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, now you know how the character in Misery starts. Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Basically, Maggie mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal grows up to be Kathy Bates. Like, Essentially, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, it's the same level of, like, you know, 40 years down the line, she'll be obsessed with another adult Arthur and have to hobble him. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Do you learn from her mistakes? <laughs> She's a career pro kidnapper. (laughs) But okay, so so with the poetry itself, I think they did five poems. Um, Just support the poet and buy his book. Yeah, skip the movie. (laughs) Just go support the poet and buy his book. Yeah, ocean. Ocean is actually it was ocean, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a pretty great poet. Yeah, I heard he's a really good. I don't think there's anything, despite my own harsh criticism of this film, I don't think any of his works is bad. Mm-hmm. No, no, you could totally skip the film, buy his book, support him. <laughs> I'm cool with that because the poetry was good. Okay. Yeah. The film was shit. The poetry is good. <laughs> I agree with him. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. This, this made me feel icky. This, yeah. this movie made me feel icky. All right, then let's let's move on to our snap judgment. All right, so in our snap judgment, we have a we have a, a judgment where three snaps. The movie was excellent, no doubt about it. Two snaps, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't quite good either. One snap, this is terrible. Get it, put the garbage away, and we do it by increments of 0.5 snaps or half a snap. So. Marvin, what do you give this movie? I gotta give it a one, man. <laughs> I gotta give it a one. Okay, Auntie Vice. I'm giving it a one finger snap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm just gonna give it a half. <laughs> no, that's just my one finger snap to this. I myself give it. You know what? I don't think it was that big. I give it a, I give it a one and a half. I give it a one and a half because it's on my extra finger. Well, that, that too. <laughs> yes, this movie's dark. The poetry is good, and no one sees it coming out. No one sees it coming from this kid except her. Yes, she used it for her. She did use it for her um, gratification, but out of it all, she did it for the poetry. As much of the obsession as it is, she did it for the poetry. Am I wrong? No, no. I no, actually no. I, I would like to disagree with you on that. <laughs> Auntie Vice. She uses it for her own gain. <laughs> she, yeah, she does it for her own mentally ill-driven purposes. It's not for the poetry. It's for her own exploitive needs. To exploit a poet. Yeah, she she wanted to feel great somehow, so it's just her, you know, all of her mentally ill bullshit keeped upon this child. It was gross. Yeah. Agreed. Isn't it more like the same thing with, like, people who find talent out there and they just, like, movies like the, the what's that, The Pianist, The Celloist, the one with, um, with, no, um, Jimmy, like Jimmy Fox? Sta- it's a stage bomb. The stage mom. I mean, the same thing. Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, exactly. It could be. It's no different from the children's pageant thing. Yeah. These weird ass people do, or the debutante, dude, the debutante balls in the south. I still can't believe that's a thing. I've realized, like, it wasn't until the second Blatt movie did I realize it's still a thing, which is Mm. fucking weird. Or it's no different from how Cuties was. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, 
we talked about it. Would you no. prescribe <laughs> this movie to a poet or non-poet or both? Or even none? Neither. Or even none? Neither. Why? It sucked. It was awful. The, the, acting, was the acting also awful? This, also? This film, no, the whole thing was so gross. This film needs to go bye-bye. Put it in the archives, let it get dusty, and forget about it. Okay, Marvin. Yeah, I got to agree with Fonte here. There's a lot of things I can like, and I like some boring-ass shit sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's nothing empathetic about this. There's nothing here in this one film that makes me feel anything for this character. And I've liked some shitty-ass characters. Nothing mm-hmm. about this ties it to me emotionally or to me artistically. It's just, yeah, you can go, you can go without it. Mm. The poetry is good. Poetry is yeah, good. Yeah, but by Ocean's work. You, like, yeah, exactly. He said, like, poet, you can buy Ocean's work. Yeah, you can buy Ocean's work. There's no need to support this movie. It's just, I can't think of anyone legitimately who would actually like this. There's just something about this that is just so poignantly bad. Like we said, the Ebert, you know, the criticism of the critics gave it three stars. I mean, it's, it must have, it, it, it got looked at as more than what we're looking at it as. Or he's okay <laughs> with, you know, weird, exploitive things with kids. So. Honestly, if I'm going to throw in my two cents here, and this just could be me, <laughs> just could be me here, but I feel like that site in itself is a bastardization of Robert Ebert's name. Mm. Just because you're using Robert Ebert's name on a goddamn site doesn't mean that you are the point of knowledge on anything. I'm sorry, no. Okay. Okay. Uh-uh. But that's just me. That's just me. Because it says here, uh, so it got us on um, Rotten Tomatoes, got 91%. Um, yeah. uh, Fuck is watching um, it on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sorry. Rotten Tomatoes is also not a good no. 75%. Judge it says here, and Google users, this one got 81% likes. What fucking Google <laughs> users? Like, who are you paying off here? Because you can I buy like reviews. It's just a, you, I literally feel like it's just because. It got that like shiny Sundance Film Festival yeah. title slapped on it. Immediately, everybody just gonna like it, even though they probably don't. But it's it's a Sundance film fa- film though. We have to like it. There's something artsy about it. It's like no, no. Some art is terrible. Some, I like Black some, Knight more than I like this film. It's oh. how I feel about Black Knight. Oh. I like Sphere better than I like this film. <laughs> wow. No, but I agree. I, I I can see where you're coming from. Like, there's just some terrible films out there. But like I, I said a moment ago, I can get behind some terrible films. I can see why they exist. Like, irreversible, irreversible, terrible, it's terrible. It makes. I will cool. watch Sharknado again before I will watch this film. So, so, yes. the, so the director Sharknado is great, though. <laughs> so can the we director... have Sharknado meets Tremors? Because it's still better than this film. We're going uh, to stop talking about this film because this film fucking sucks. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it, said, it said the audience score was 68%, but the, yeah, the tomato meter was 91%. So the audience itself kind of agrees with y'all. Looked at this film as this is a little disturbing. You know. Was that just out of the people that were left that had already walked? Didn't count the people that had walked out before they rated the so, film? So one woman says this. If you're into being trapped... In a crazy person's perspective, then maybe this is your cup of tea. Two, one and a half stars. <laughs> nah, I'll just that was go a very kind medication score. for that. Yeah, so, that was a very kind score. I mean, one and yeah. a dark and interesting, and a lot of a lot of Maggie uh, Maggie's boobs. <laughs> he gave it four, gave it three and a half stars. <laughs> look, if you're trying to look for Maggie's boobs in a film, there's a lot of other films. Secretary is one of them. Yeah, Secretary. She actually doesn't show him in Secretary. She does. She her ass or something like that, doesn't she? Side of her ass, but she does not. I remember, like, I remember that film was her wedding dress. Yeah, like I remember, like that was like a pretty sexually charged film too, wasn't it? I was a great. Yeah, I've watched it several times. I actually worked with a woman who wrote part of her master's thesis on it, so I spent a lot of time with that film. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So this is the last one. One star by Eleanor. It was 
it was creepy and icky to watch. I don't want to know there's a teacher like that in the classrooms. Mm -hmm. There you go. I'm sorry, Eleanor, but you're set. Hate to burst your bubble, but there's plenty of teachers like that in this world. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but there are. I know them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would. They were my teachers. Creepy, icky, no boundaries. Yeah. Mm. Says here. Silver Creek rocks. (laughs) Ellie K says, while the acting was good, the story itself was creepy. The ending Mm. was very unsatisfying, seeing as how there's no, there are three out of four plot thread in an unfit that are unfinished, which made it frustrating to watch. Uh, frustrating to watch at the um, frustrating to watch. What, what plot threads needed to be finished? I, I mean, that I feel like this movie kind of does very well, or the or at least what I liked is you're left with questions of what everybody else's life she's affected is going to be like. You know, it's going to be bad, but at the same time, look, I've seen enough shit happen in this movie, I've seen you make enough bad decisions. I really don't want to see what the outcome looks like and what, I was what it's going to do to you. Yeah. yeah. She finished off by saying, "I felt very uncomfortable and awkward while the while watching the majority of the movie, and about half of the nudity nudity shown is actually pointless. Pointless. There is no reason behind it other than the fact that I think the director had a mild obsession with depicting actresses' breasts. Yep. The movie was okay, but nothing completely incredible. The only thing this movie is memorable by." Is the sheer WTF factor? Well, the fact that you need a silkwood shower when you're done watching it. And she gave it two and a half stars. That's so, still a very kind rating, but okay. It is. <laughs> so all in all, you all say recommended. You would not recommend this movie to anybody, poet or non-poet. The, incinerator, the incinerator, maybe, but about that's about it. But you'll that's recommend the, the poet, the poetry. Oh yeah, the poet was great. Ocean. Oh yeah, Ford. ocean. Yeah, check out Ocean. Yeah, he's great. Ocean Vuong is great. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Ocean's great. So, that people is... Got shout out to Asians. There you go. Look, I got to shout out my own people when we don't get that much representation in this this country. (laughs) I'm sorry, V, you just were not there when when Sharon had to deal with me bitching out about Mulan. (laughs) Oh, no, I felt the same way. And I I was there for Diana's... uh, extensive reviews so see i would have loved to have a discussion with diana on that one that would have been oh great. man yeah yeah i'll bring I mean, Sharon. yes oh, we can I talk about Milan again well we uh, we will bring her on i will get stacy g i will get this to be an asian show and oh, y'all I'll can get go my hash tribe. i'll get my out. entire tribe in on this oh, i will get my tribe yeah, oh, totally. you should Wow, and I'll just stand there and just be a vessel of listening to y'all. You'll be that fly on the wall while we all just bitch. Again, I think that's a fantastic idea. Again, you hey, Lou, if you hear this, if you listen to this podcast, you are a massive, massive, massive cunt. I hope you eat a dick and to choke on it. Oh, well, coming back to kindergarten, teacher. That's everyone. a rough transition. I tried hard to move out. <laughs> Y'all hold him. Eat a dick too. Back to this movie, which can also eat a dick. Yes, yes. Megan, your acting was too point where it's too creepy. Maggie. You were too good to be Maggie. Yeah, yeah Maggie. Maggie. You were too good to be creepy. You were creepy all the way. Anyway. I am Sharon Smith. That's Marvin. That's Auntie Vice. This is Real Poetry, where we talk about movies with poetries, with poems or poets that you should know about. Maybe this one's not one you should know about, but hey. <laughs> you can avoid it. Won some awards. If you don't care for it, uh, I understand. But it, it, it won awards? It won awards. Goddamn, people. See? I told you. God damn, dude. As much as we go with the WTF moment of this whole movie, it won some awards. People are idiots. Okay, good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, this All is right. why Trump is president. Oh, okay. good night, y'all. Come on, let's kill that right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, well, so, wait a minute. So, why don't we do this? 
What will be our next movie since we so we need to wash out our mind with this one? What will be another next movie on the list that you would like to um see? Poetic our justice. List, po- you want to do poetic justice? I'm I'm good with that, Marvin. Yeah, I'm cool with that. So at you... least I know it's a good movie. I've seen it before. <laughs> That's good. It ain't trash. Oh, well, let's see what else is on that list? Let's so the list has there. Slam, Poetic Justice, uh, We Are Animals, Poetry, Dead Poet Society, Blue Car, Love Jones. There's a lot of others, but yeah. Out of, let me just so out of Slam, Poetic Justice, uh, Dead Poet Society, and Love Jones. Which one of those would you like to see? I do love Jones or Poetic Justice. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a black one. Okay, so I'm gonna have to go get a black. I'm gonna have to go get some black. Um, get some black black poets that are interested in watching it with us and and giving their reviews. All right, good. That'll work with me. All right. So this this was real poetry. Was I am presents real poetry. I am Sharon. That's Marvin. That's Auntie Vice. Go see the movie if you dare. We we give you a three snap. Re- <laughs> three snap. I recommend you do that. <laughs> no, you get two snaps and a one fingered salute. <laughs> so just average out to just only one snap between the three of us guys. You're better off not watching it. Just listen to this review. If you don't mind spoilers, you're better off without it, dude. Trust you're me, so yeah. much better off. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll see you. Our next movie will be Poetic Justice. We'll see y'all soon. See you soon.